Welcome everyone to the Thursday edition of Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions Broadcast Studio. They are your one-stop commercial residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team, ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. You can find me online, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, Diary at yahoo.com. All NFL focused on the show today as we get ready for tonight's season opener between the Buffalo Bills and the Rams of Los Angeles. Um, just uh, a couple of notes. I got distracted, as you guys heard on the show yesterday, about the Pat McAfee news. I'm um, going to have more on that coming up on the Fights and Football Friday show tomorrow. It is week one of the National Football League. So we're going to look at some of the storylines we're looking at just for week one. Also going to look at the most talented teams in the NFL and then make or break seasons for 10 players, uh, courtesy of Just Football, as the show wraps up today. Uh, so it should be a good one. Thank you guys for tuning in. Week one of the NFL is here. Um, and... I think there are a number of intriguing storylines going into this one. We'll have a game-by-game -game breakdown coming out on Friday um, with our pick per game once again. So stay ready for that one. Um, but just a few storylines to watch for, and we'll start with tonight's game. My first one is one of the Rams or Bills, which could be a Super Bowl preview. As you heard on yesterday's show, it's not my Super Bowl preview, but it could be a Super Bowl preview. Uh, one of the Rams or Bills are going to lose their first game of the season. And it's just, it's crazy to think that one of these teams is going to be 0 and 1 it is going to make for incredible drama in this football game tonight. I think either team will be fine. I think, honestly, the team that can afford to go 0-1 the most are the Buffalo Bills. I don't see as much competition in their division. I think there's incredible competition, specifically from the San Francisco 49ers in the Rams division. It's just crazy to think, though, that one of these teams is going to go 0-1. A lot of revenge games on tap for week one. Let, let's run through them here. There are the obvious. Baker Mayfield going up against the Cleveland Browns. Incredible drama. Russell Wilson going up against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Probably not as much drama. Uh, one of those teams is substantially better than the other. But it'll be an emotional reunion nonetheless. And very interesting that that is Russell Wilson's week one. There are also a couple of other intriguing revenge games. I mean, one not so intriguing. It's Joe Flacco against Baltimore. But, I mean, it, it, it's noteworthy and it's interesting. But you also have Carson Wentz against Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Indianapolis Colts in Week 18. That knocked the Indianapolis Colts, uh, Colts out of the postseason and, quite frankly, knocked Carson Wentz out of Indianapolis. He has a chance for retribution here Week 1 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a very loud chair. Um, I don't know if he is going to get that retribution. We'll get into that tomorrow, but interesting that the, the last team he faced is the first team that he faces this year and maybe a chance for some revenge. And then, one of the wildest ends to a season in the history of the National Football League, they run it back for week one as the Chargers take on the Raiders. If you remember, to close out the season last year, the Chargers needed just a tie to make it into the postseason and they lose to the Raiders in overtime, in the dying moments of overtime, uh, allowing both of the, or, uh, allowing the Raiders to get to the play Playoffs and the Chargers to not. This was such a weird game. There is so much intrigue that this has a chance to be. I think this is a great case for the LA Chargers. They have the opportunity to like 
kind of exercise that first demon going into this year, establish that this is a new season when they go up against the Vegas Raiders. And for the Raiders, this is a great litmus test right off the bat. You have Derek Carr with his brand new toy with Devontae Adams. A lot of questions about the rest of the team. How will they respond? This is a great challenge to see how they'll respond. So a lot of revenge games coming up in week one. The Miami Dolphins, I think, need to get off to a good start against the New England Patriots. They have played New England pretty well over the last couple of years, um, but I think this is their opportunity. They go out, they make the big splash of getting Tyreek Hill. All the talk this preseason about how well Tua Tungavailoa has played and about how important this season is for Tua. Um, this is now his opportunity to show week one this team a couple of years ago were the baddies in this division. Now it's our turn. Let's take a step up with a big win. I really feel like first place is on the line in the NFC North here in week one as Green Bay gets set to take on the Minnesota Vikings. It is once again kind of what we talked about with uh, with Miami a little bit and a little bit what we talked about with the Chargers. If Minnesota wants to get over that hump, and I had them on the show yesterday as the one seed in the NFC, if Minnesota is going to get over that hump, they have to do it here. Week one, make that statement, put doubt into the minds of the Green Bay Packers, create more drama in that locker room, and establish your new offensive-minded coach is doing the right things. This quarterback, who everyone inexplicably kind of loves, um, is the right guy for the job, and this defense will be fine without a defensive-minded coach. I think there are so many questions that get answered for Minnesota against Green Bay in week one. Major question marks colliding um, as Kansas City take on Arizona. This is going to be a very fun matchup, and... Not a great offseason for the Kansas City Chiefs with Tyreek Hill leaving. We've talked before about the major issues that the Arizona Cardinals have coming out of week one with everything that they had going, or coming into week one, sorry, with everything they had with Kyler Murray saying that the team is throwing him under the bus for the playoff loss. The team being like, yeah, well, you kind of sucked. Contract negotiations at a stalemate. Finally, Kyler Murray gets a giant contract, but there's a clause in the contract saying that he has to study X amount of times um, during the week for him to get this bonus, suggesting that he hasn't been studying. You have Kingsbury giving him the offensive play calling in the preseason to be like, hey, it's actually a bit more difficult than you maybe think it is. Plus, DeAndre Hopkins isn't there for the first six weeks. I think this is a real chance for Kansas City to kind of bury Arizona for the season with a big week one. And for Kansas City, if this is another one of those, they play well, but they don't cover the five and a half, which is what it is as, at the, the time of this recording, then I, I, again, have major questions and will be looking to fade the Chiefs going forward. So I think a couple of very big matchups in week one to keep an eye on. Also, as we get ready for the start of the NFL season, this one is just plain and simple countdown. Who are the most talented teams in the NFL? At number five, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I am a bit more of a believer in Miles Sanders than a lot of people are. I think A.J. Brown has the potential to be the number one receiver in this league. You have Devontae Smith as a number two. Dallas Goddard, a more than solid tight end. You have an offensive line that ranks as one of the best in the NFL and a defense that was added to through the draft and already had some superstars on it. The only reason this team isn't higher is because of the quarterback. Jalen Hurts, we don't know his upper bound limits for his talent just yet, but I do believe that this is going to be a player that can step up. And if he does in the way that we think he can, then this team is going to be a lot higher on this next, uh, on this list, sorry, come next season. My number four most talented team in the NFL, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Um, you just look at all the skill players that they have. Like Godwin is a little bit banged up, but when he is right, you have Godwin, you have Mike Evans, you have Julio Jones, you have Leonard Fournette on the defensive side of the ball. They um, obviously Vita Vea is a, a stud. The offensive line is the reason this team has been moved down to the number four position from probably where they were at number one a couple of seasons ago. Potential that they are off this list if Tom Brady gets beat up the way we think he might coming out of this season. At number three, it's the San Francisco 49ers. You guys know how much I love Debo Samuel. I am obviously all in on uh, Trey Lance, but you look at the rest of the team that is uh, surrounding you have a, a very talented running back room. You have Brandon Ayuk. You have George Kittle. I love so many pieces on this defense. This feels like a complete football team. Again, it's just the question marks of the quarterback position that have San Francisco at this spot. But I mean, I have them going to the Super Bowl. Clearly, I think they're going to answer those questions. But this is a more defined what we know now list compared to a projection list. At number two, it's the LA Chargers. Again, you have Austin Eckler, one of the best receivers in the league. I think Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, maybe the most underrated duo of pass catchers in the NFL. You have uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Khalil Mack being added along with Bosa. I just think there's so much talent uh, across this team that put the LA Chargers in this spot. And I think by the end of the season, we're talking about Justin Herbert as the best quarterback in the league. So that is why I have the Chargers here at number two. At number one, it's the defending Super Bowl champions, the LA Rams. Matthew Stafford with a phenomenal year last year. You lose Odo Beckham Jr., but Allen Robinson finally getting to shine on a big stage. Cooper Cup, the um, reigning defending number one receiver in the NFL. On the defensive side of the ball, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey need I'd say more. They lose a bit on the offensive line, but this is still a remarkably talented team, and in my opinion, the most talented team in the NFL. Music that you hear on Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. You can find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X is where the A's would be, and you can find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. The NFL season starts tonight, and for a number of players, it is a key, key time in the NFL. I did uh, some voice work for Just Football on YouTube. Just search Just Football on YouTube. They got the black and green logo, a lot of great content on there. Uh, I've been doing some voice stuff for them. Here's another example of that. The 10 players who are facing make or break seasons here in 2022. With how quickly NFL rosters turn over every year, it feels like everyone's in a make-or-break season. But some players are under the microscope more than others and must produce immediately or their careers could take a turn for the worse. Here are 10 NFL players facing a make-or-break season in 2022. Saquon Barkley. Barkley's rookie campaign, in which he produced over 2,000 scrimmage yards and 15 touchdowns, had everyone thinking the Giants made the right decision, selecting him number two overall. The following year, he produced a 1,000-yard rushing season in only 13 games. While that wasn't quite a sophomore slump, it still raised questions about whether he could be a game-changer in New York. Since then, Barkley's production has fallen off a cliff amid poor offensive play and significant injuries. An ankle sprain in 2019 a torn ACL in 2020, and another sprained ankle in 2021. In 13 games last season, he rushed for only 593 yards and two touchdowns off 3.7 yards per carry. The Giants will need to see a return to form for their fifth year back, who is a free agent at the end of the season, and currently they have no reason to give him an extension. Baker Mayfield 
He's quickly gone from being drafted number one overall and being viewed as the Cleveland Browns' savior to being replaced by the controversial Deshaun Watson and shipped off to the Carolina Panthers. It's weird because after his record-setting rookie season in 2018, Mayfield felt like the next big thing at the quarterback position. He landed multiple endorsements that had his face plastered everywhere for everyone to see. Sadly, his lackluster arm talent tends to limit him on the field. Still, his accuracy is outstanding standing, and he can rip the ball through tight windows. In Carolina, he finds himself again in a great situation set up for him to succeed. And if Mayfield can again become a top half of the league quarterback like he was as recently as 2022, he could be the new Panthers franchise quarterback. Bradley Chubb. Chubb is another player whose career has primarily fallen off after a promising start. The former NC State star was famously paired alongside Vaughn Miller after the Broncos selected him with the fifth overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. The plan appeared to have worked perfectly that season, with Chubb racking up 12 sacks while teams focused on Miller, who had 14 and a half of his own. Since then, Chubb has yet to break double-digit sacks in a season. However, he hasn't been able to stay healthy, missing 12 games in 2019 and 10 in 2021. In 2020, his second healthiest season, Chubb racked up seven and a half sacks in 14 games, suggesting he can still be an upper tier pass rusher. This season, the Broncos have added Randy Gregory and Nick Benito to the mix on defense, which in theory should free up Chubb to attack quarterbacks. Suppose he can get to double digit sacks again. The Broncos should be willing to re-sign him, especially in a division that includes Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr. If he can't, the Broncos could very well let him walk. Josh Jacobs. The Raiders made Jacobs the lone running back taken in the first round of the 2019 NFL Draft at number 24 overall. And despite rushing for more than a thousand yards in his first two seasons, Jacobs experienced a drop-off in production in 2021, missing two games in weeks two and three, and failing to rush for 100 plus yards until weeks 16 and 18. He finished the season with 872 yards, four yards per carry, and nine touchdowns. Not bad, but the Raiders have hired Patriots faithful Josh McDaniels, who is known for having a stable of running backs in his backfields. Las Vegas declined to pick up Jacobs' fifth-year option and drafted Zamir White out of Georgia, who looks to fill his role as the power back of the future. Arguably, Josh Jacobs is already halfway out the door and should just request a trade at this point. He's fighting for carries in McDaniel's offense and must perform at a Pro Bowl level if he wants to stay in Las Vegas beyond his fourth season. Tua Tungavailoa People have already started to talk about Tungavailoa's ability to lead an NFL team. Criticizing his record of 13-8 as a starter, poor passing stats, arm strength, and more. His defenders have pointed out his supporting cast was among the league's worst, from the offensive line to his running backs and receiving core. Regardless of where you fall in your opinion of him, the consensus heading into 2022 is that the former number 5 overall pick is out of excuses. The Dolphins have hired an offensive-minded coach in Mike McDaniel, whose system seems tailor-made for Tungavailoa. Miami has also significantly improved the offensive line, receiver core, and running back position. All these moves were made with one thing in mind, to support Tua. In 2022, he has to lead them to a playoff run if he wants to stay in Miami. Otherwise, the Dolphins will consider drafting his replacement in the quarterback-rich 2023 NFL Draft. Devin Bush Bush is one of the most athletically capable linebackers in football. His range at Michigan and 4.4 
4-3 speed at 5'11", 234 pounds, led to the Steelers trading up to select him at number 10 in the 2019 draft. Bush looked like Pittsburgh's next elite second-level defender as an energetic rookie. But over time, his stellar run-stopping ability and constant attacking mindset were counteracted by terrible play in open space. A torn ACL in Week 6 of 2020 didn't help either. The Steelers decided not to exercise his fifth-year option, making him a free agent after the 2022 campaign. Combine all these things, and his time in Pittsburgh is hanging on by a thread. To remain on the team, he'll need to regain some of the explosion, athleticism, and speed that made him such a force as a rookie and become less of a liability. Ezekiel Elliott as a rookie, Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott took the league by storm and bursted onto the scene. He would rush for 1,631 yards and 15 touchdowns, leading the NFL in rushing yards en route to being named a first-team All-Pro player. However, after just six seasons in the NFL, some fans believe it is time for the Cowboys to move on from Ezekiel Elliott in favor of Tony Pollard. Despite the belief that Elliott is someone the Cowboys need to move on from, he remained consistent in 2021. He would rush for 1,002 yards and 10 touchdowns, one of only seven running backs in the league to reach the 1,000-yard marker last season. In some off-season comments, the Cowboys have expressed loyalty towards Zeke, but Dallas is clearly leaving their options open. One of the most evident signs that a team is considering moving on is when they avoid restructuring the player's contract. The Cowboys have left Elliott's $18.2 million cap hit untouched despite having four years left on the deal to move money around. This wasn't the case with quarterback Dak Prescott or guard Zach Martin. Dallas was happy to restructure their contracts in March, feeling secure in their long-term futures. The fact that Elliott's deal was not altered was an indirect statement about his job security. Jeffrey Okuda the most significant issues of Okuda's career have been both ability and availability. Okuda, the number three overall pick of the 2020 draft, has played 10 games out of a possible 33 in his first two seasons. He missed significant time in his rookie campaign with a shoulder injury and groin issue, and missed all but one game in 2021 after rupturing his Achilles in the season opener. Okuda has not produced nearly like the Lions would have liked, even when he has played. Per pro football focus, he had a 42 2.5 grade as a rookie, which ranked him 125th out of 136 cornerbacks. He wasn't much better in limited action in 2021, earning a PFF grade of 53. Okuda needs to have a season reflective of his selection in the draft, or at least be on the field long enough to show he can contribute. If not, the Lions may consider cutting their losses on Okuda in the offseason. Daniel Jones the Giants decided not to pick up Jones' fifth-year option ahead of the 2022 season and had little reason to. The number six overall pick of the 2019 draft has led the team to three consecutive losing seasons, compiling a 12-25 overall record. He also seems to have regressed in the passing game each year, throwing for fewer yards and touchdowns in each season following his rookie campaign. But New York hasn't done Jones any favors regarding his supporting cast. The offensive line hasn't been great, which has led Jones to to be sacked 105 times in his three-year career. The firing of general manager Dave Gettleman and head coach Joe Judge and replacing them with Joe Sheehan and Brian Dayball should help. But if he struggles again in 2022, this new Giants regime won't hesitate to move on from him following the season. Christian McCaffrey 
Injuries have robbed Christian McCaffrey of staying at the top of the NFL's running back totem pole. From 2017 through 2019, the Panthers star averaged over 4.5 yards per carry and scored 24 touchdowns in his first three seasons. Since 2020, though, McCaffrey has been injury-prone and has suited up in just 10 of his team's 33 games. There have been talks of moving McCaffrey out of the backfield and into the slot permanently, but Carolina's head coach Matt Rule sounds resistant to making that a reality. The Panthers have a potential out of McCaffrey's contract at the end of 2022, though they will have to take on a dead cap hit of $18 million, but if he gets injured again, they might just want to cut ties. Christian needs to stay healthy and have a signature season, or else all 32 NFL teams will question whether he can be anything resembling an RB1 ever again. All right, that is the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. You can find me, Twitter and Instagram. I am at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Coming up on the show tomorrow, our week one NFL picks. We have UFC 279 preview. It has been a remarkably dramatic year in the world, or week in the world of professional wrestling. Also year in the world of professional wrestling. We will talk about all of that coming up on Friday's show as well. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will talk to y'all later. I'm out.